So, all right, check this out, man. I'm going to ask oh, you, I'm going to tell a story and then go. I'm going to ask you your, <laughs> ask you oh, your God. experience, okay? A homeboy <laughs> sent me a message saying that he's going to kill his daughter or he thought he thought about killing his daughter. Okay. And I was like, okay, why? I've been there. Sure, I've been there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, why? And he's like, <laughs> he, was, he was teaching her how to drive. And she drove the motherfucking car through the garage and damn near put that bitch in the living room. That's his fault. <laughs> what? <laughs> his fault, bro. His fault. His fault. You, let me tell you why. You, this is, let me, I'll let you. You done with the story? Because if you're done with the story, go ahead, go ahead. his fault. First off, if you're teaching your kid how to drive, you never have them drive near houses or any other object. That's rule number one. You never teach them and take them somewhere to drive where it's a possibility that they can drive into something. Like, that's that's. And then you take them to your crib? Like, at least take them to your mother-in-law's house? I mean, damn it. <laughs> at least take them to a house or somebody that you don't like, your ex or somebody. Damn it, you take them to your let me, own crib? Let me get the link for this set right now so I can give this to Mrs. Bailey and she can let them yeah. Oh, no, no, no. I love my mother-in-law. Listen, but you want to damage, you want to damage her house no, though. No, 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 no. I goes to war for Mary. No, 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 no. I'm talking. But damn, why? Why would you take her to? I, dude, I think. I guess well, he, he might have been bringing her into the house. You know, having her pull. I think up. that's what I think that's what was going on, man. I think that's what. Listen, was going if you on. haven't driven, man. I mean, we've been driving for years. Mixing up that gas and brake pedal for someone when you're a newbie, man. Listen. I, I dig it. I, I, I can't be too hard on it. I taught my daughter how to drive. And the first thing I did, I, we had a couple of lessons in a parking lot where she just was able to learn the basics. And all we worked on was learning the difference between the brake and the gas. Yes. <laughs> That's it. I wanted her to, because I wanted her to be comfortable with how to accelerate and how to stop. Because mm-hmm. Early on, she was in the same trap that a lot of us fall into, right? Is that in order for me to slow down, I need to hit the brake. Instead of in order for me to slow down, gauge where I'm trying to slow down to and and let off of the gas. Yeah. So once I taught her how to do that, oh, we was on the street. We was on the street driving. I just didn't let her park because I was scared that she was going, you know. Going to bang something. Well, I took my driver's license test back in the day where they actually use live cars for parallel parking. Now they use now they use cones. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. When they did live cars, I banged the car in front of me and I banged the car in back, <laughs> in the back of me, bro. It was like this boop, boop. You know what I'm saying? And I just and got out of the was car. Like, was like, your man was like, check, get out. <laughs> I was just like, I just got out. I was like, he was like, where are you going? I was like, bro, listen, I know I failed. I'm going to go tell my people before you tell. Yeah, I'm going to tell my people before you do. That way, I can at least dress it up to make it, you know, a little funny. You can't go in there and just be like, "Oh shit!" I said, "No, they're going to clown me anyway." But at least let me have a little control of the clown. I mean, damn it! 
but I bang you both of them, bro. You stupid as shit, dog. I will never forget. I was teaching my 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 oldest daughter how to drive too, and I took her to a high school, and we just did that like on a Saturday, and we just drove yeah. around, and we drove around through. Not just in the parking lot, because I mean, you—it's a finite space. You can't just be balling in the parking lot like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. In time, you know, like the little lanes that they use to roundabout mm-hmm. and get mm-hmm. into the parking lot. And I just had her run around that a couple of times, so that way you're not speeding. There were actual speed bumps in the drive, and so I mean to gauge that. But at the same time, I felt that <laughs> when my parents tried to teach me how to drive. <sighs> Jesus Christ. See, nobody taught me how to drive. I just got in, in it behind the car and did it myself. This this, this, is, this is what's funny, though. <laughs> All right, story now time. I fucked up. Now, let me, let me tell you, I, I did that. I didn't <laughs> cause a whole lot of damage, but, you know, thank God they had insurance. You know, it, it wasn't my car either, by the way. But that's another story for another time. Hey, <laughs> statue of limitations, baby. Statue of limitations. You dodge your bullets, boy. You dodge your bullets. <laughs> So my parents, right, they said, okay, well, they had to go do a ceremony in Nigeria, right? So they go and they go for travel. So they tell me, hey, you know, we're going away. We're taking the keys. We're doing all this. But so that you're not overwhelmed, because they knew I was working at the same time as during the summer. They took my siblings and put them with my cousins. And it was just me by myself in the crib. Wrong move. For uh, for about a month, my guy. For about a month. Oh, God. And this is me, 17-year-old me. Ooh. So your boy didn't have his, your boy had his learners. The day, two days before my parents took off to fly, because I knew they were taking their keys, I convinced my cousin, I said, yo, let's go to such and such so I can make a copy of these keys, dog, because my parents is going to be gone. We get there, we get to the joke. And you know that was in the beginning when they had like the chips inside of the car key. Inside so the car key. I'm thinking to myself, it's just gonna cost like what, maybe twelve, thirteen, fifteen dollars to make it. Oh, He's like, nah, no. <laughs> you paying seventy five off the brake. So I paid. I was oh. like, man. I asked my cousin. I said, you think it's worth? He said, nigga, we are gonna have a car for the entire for thirty days, bro. <laughs> yes, it's yes. Worth it. <laughs> Cuffed up the money, got the copy of the key, and. Tell me a place in our area in DMV that I didn't go to driving that motherfucker. Oh man, I was oh, reckless, man. my guy. I was reckless. Nation wagon, balling. <laughs> and back then, bro, we didn't care about what the car looked like. We, I mean, take a station, bro. Listen, station wagon. You whatever, you bro. It was the fact that you had a vehicle. I was whipping it hard. My did your parents God. ever find out? They ever find out that you did it? You told okay, them, so didn't you? Because you, you I, wanted I, them damn I, people. I, no, I told them a few years after the fact. And my, okay, dad, cool. like, and my dad was like, yeah, I kind of had that suspicion already. And I was like, well, why did you pick that? He said, because I had the mileage before I left. And I saw where it was when we got back. <laughs> so oh, I knew what yeah, 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 yeah. what time it was. I mean, I put gas in it and did the whole thing. I took that bitch for a tune-up, changed the oil. I said, there was no way they was coming back and was going to give me some shit. Yeah, nope. yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, it was, it was boy, one of the, the most, things uh, we do, boy, just to be riding around to impress girls. And there's, there's the key, sir. <laughs> there is the key. Because there was... Bruh, it was all worth it. <laughs> there was, it there was, was all worth it. 
there was there was there that month. Yeah, that was some good times. Good times. Good times. <laughs> Lord forgive me for my brass delivery. I, know. I remember vividly. <laughs> yes. Boy. Welcome, welcome, welcome. What's up? What's up? What is up? Back once again. It is the incredible in the black podcast. And in case you weren't aware, this is a podcast dedicated to covering the current events and social issues going on in your black world, and covering it all from the perspective of three grown ass men who usually don't have to worry about the statute of limitations on things. I don't. I'm just saying. No. <laughs> I am your host, Big O. Let me introduce, I, but you know I can't do this alone. Let me introduce the rest of my co-conspirators. L, what's going on, man? <laughs> you said co-conspirators, bro. Listen, hey, I, I don't know. I know nothing. I know nothing. <laughs> and that's exactly mm. how you should keep it, sir. You know nothing. That's it. <laughs> nope. Nothing. I ask you no questions. I tell you no lies. You know lies. I know that's right. But if you're checking this out on YouTube, make sure you hit that thumbs up button. It goes a long way. Make sure that you subscribe as well so that you don't miss out on the next incredible episode. And please check us out across all social media at In the Black PBCST on Facebook, Twitter, and on Instagram. But if you really want to get down, you can join the family. L, please tell these folks how, can do, how they can do that if they want to do that. Man, head on over to our website, man, www.intheblackpodcast.com. Up in the left-hand corner, you'll see the Become Family tab. Click that right joint, hand. man. He it is right-hand, but it would be my left. They're right, right? Or they're right, my right. Anyway, it's, it's the only damn thing up there that got white around Become Family, yeah, I right? see. <laughs> become Family. But there's a number of things you can do on this website, man. You can hear past uh, past episodes of shows. You can buy swag. But two things that we really want to encourage people to do, because, again, having independent black media today is more crucial than anything else that you can imagine. You need media platforms to, co to combat the propaganda and the bullshit that's coming out of Main Street Media. So in order to do that, we need you guys to do what you know you should be doing, and that's giving us money, right? And there's two ways you can do it. You can donate straight to us via Cash App, dollar sign in the black PDCST, but you really want to become a member of our Patreon. Go over to the Patreon page, man, and there's a number of ways that you can support what we're building, a number of different tiers that you can actually support in order for us to continue to build this product. And sincerely, to all of our Patreons, man, and the folks who have donated, we sincerely appreciate you bastards. Thank, thank you. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. I mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. you, just, you just can't you just can't fucking can't help, help yourself i had to call you <laughs> you just can't help yourself all right tonight's black box letter actually is an article that was sent to me by another one of the homies that was talking about our coverage our constant coverage and accurate coverage i would also add about critical oh, man, that's what's up. How we've been we've been doing it but one of the homies said what do i think about this and he sent an article about recent florida gov governor recently florida governor ron DeSantis introduces what is called the Stop Woke Act. Fucking wrong. The Stop Woke Act. This legislation essentially would allow parents to sue teachers for teaching critical race theory in K through 12. And I want to make sure that once again, as we've done for every episode that this has come up, there's no little to no evidence of critical race theory being taught in any K to K through 12 in 
America. I want to make sure I repeat that. Little to no evidence. Little to no No evidence. Evidence. That it is now or has has ever been taught in K through 12 in the United States. Okay. The legislation would codify the state's Department of Education prohibition on teaching critical race theory in K through 12 schools and prohibit school districts, colleges, and universities from hiring woke critical race theory consultants. Okay. And once again, I want to make sure I stress it would also give these parents the leeway to sue teachers for teaching critical race theory in school. Which I think is unheard of, right? I think that's rather unheard of that you as a parent have the ability to sue a teacher for something that they're taught in the classroom. I want to make sure that's also the quote from Ron DeSantis. DeSantis says that this law goes further than any other critical race theory law in the United States. He did it intentionally further than any other one and he did it that way on purpose. Go ahead. Clearly it is because it's unprecedented that something like this would actually be put to to the people, right? That they would actually agree to this. You mean to tell me, and, and just take the critical race theory component off the table just for a moment, just for a moment, that you, a parent, have the ability to sue a teacher for something a teacher is taught, is teaching. Now, if you know anything about teachers, teachers just don't sit and grab a book off the damn shelf and, you know, create a curriculum. They're given a specific curriculum and specific guidelines of what can and cannot be taught. In many cases, teachers are have very little input on what is taught. What they are responsible for, right, is how to teach the materials, So you mean to tell me that you're actually going to, so you're saying essentially that teachers are going to step outside of the bounds of the school situation and system and their curriculum to interject, that that approves the curriculum, that they're going to step outside of that and teach something else. I think it is absolutely bananas. But you notice how woke has now become a pejorative? Like now, woke is you know a a a, a horrible word it's that has ultimately been yeah, you know yeah. it's been co-opted anyway. But I find it fascinating that they're going to this lengths, and I think we got to be careful. And I don't. Matter of fact, I'm gonna stop saying that. I'm gonna stop saying that they're going through this lengths to stop critical race theory because I don't think that's what they're doing. I think they have a larger end game in play that we are overlooking. And I think that larger end game is galvanizing their base, preparing for upcoming elections, because they're going to attempt to use these moments that are taking place, these so-called social justice movements as a way of galvanizing Mm. white people who have felt as if they are being left behind and overlooked. Because remember, is that base, that growing base of white folks who feel as though they're being overlooked and taken advantage of, that other minority groups are beginning to get more advantages that they have. And this is largely white males, right? This is a largely white male groups. You know, white males always get, get their panties yeah. in a bunch. 
yeah, when yeah. things like this. But it's really, really fascinating how critical race theory, bro, has become the GOAT topic for white conservatives, white evangelicals, and white extremists, that it is the, 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 the thing that they yeah. all latch onto in a preventive way, right? They're doing these things to, to prevent it from ever being taught because it's never been taught. No one has ever had the inclination to introduce critical race. It hasn't, no teacher has ever said, you know, I'm going to introduce critical race theory critical race into theory the theory. curriculum for K through 12. It has been something that has largely been taught in law schools and some philosophy classes. That's it. That's it. One well, of the scientists, this motherfucker. Well, that's anyway. What I'm, I'm going to pose, and we we know we're all about our 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 statistics and our facts here. Okay. I read a report recently that said fifty four percent, fifty five percent, almost fifty five percent of Americans can read under a sixth grade. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. 54, yeah, yeah. 55% of Americans yeah. read under a sixth, under grade, a sixth grade level. Reading level. Yeah, so we're very if they were, critical, if they were yeah. teaching critical race theory in school, how many of you guys? <laughs> you're, ign you're ignorant. You're ignorant as shit. I knew you just want to say that. If I'm, even I'm, if they were teaching, how many of these motherfuckers I'm, would actually understand? I'm, what I'm, 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 come on. I mean, like, let's 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 be. Let's keep it all the way from. I'm just I'm just saying, right? Oh, you just called your dumbasses. Just he did. Fifty four percent though. I think yeah. that you in these schools have a much bigger issue, bigger fish to fry, as they say, than worrying about critical race theory being taught in your schools. If the overwhelming, not overwhelming, but if the majority of Americans cannot read past a sixth grade reading level and you're worried about critical that's, race theory being taught. That's, that's scary. It is scary. Bro, On top of that, I'll give you another stat. Sixth grade level is scary. I'll give you another stat. 94% of... 94% of teachers, educators in this country are not able, nor do they have the background to teach critical race theory. 94%. Yeah. 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 4% of those educators have the background in the education, but are not formally trained to teach it. So who's yeah. teaching critical race theory to all these little kids that we're supposed to be scared about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What they're yeah, attempting to do once again is to try and whitewash black history. And this, on, is the thing that, this is the thing that really gets Come me. On. When you want to whitewash black history, and people didn't even want you to have Black History Month, the argument Period. became, the argument ended up becoming, why should we have a separate month to teach people about black history? I thought it's all American history. Yeah, and yeah, now yeah, all yeah. of a sudden, you don't want us to expound on that. You're using critical race theory as this boogeyman to whitewash the history of America so that you don't understand or so that future generations don't see what the atro atrocities, I guess that's the perfect word for it, the atrocities that white Americans have done to black people and people of color in this country since the, the time they landed on this, yeah, since, yeah, they, yeah. since they landed on this rock. One of the but things I think that's also, go ahead, go ahead. No, but I think it's also, it's not just the fact of, because I don't think these people are, you know, great parents who are looking out for their children's yeah. well-being. No. I think these motherfuckers are really trying to not have to feel, quote unquote, guilty 
when their dirty fucking laundry is aired out. Like when people begin to really uncover how history has been whitewashed and people begin to see how white folks, Europeans, have been savages to everybody that they've come in contact with throughout history. I think that right there has, they're trying to protect that more than little Tom and little Sarah. They don't give a fuck about Tom and Sarah. They try to make themselves feel white. But yeah, it's it's, it's really interesting, man. One of the things that always gets me really upset about this is that whenever you see people start to have these conversations specifically surrounding teaching black history, or in this case, teaching critical race theory, they always quote Martin Luther King. And DeSantis did that in his, like in his presentation too. Oh, yeah. He was like, well, you know, it, why would we be doing this and teaching critical race theory in schools? Dr. Martin Luther King said that he wants folks to be judged by the care- content of their character and not the color of their skin. Yeah, what Doctor yeah, yeah. what, what DeSantis is missing is that that was part of Dr. Martin Luther King's I Have a Dream speech. He said, one day, I hope that that's the way yeah, things yeah, will yeah. be. We're not there yet. It wasn't that way when he was around. Let's yeah, not they always the quote Dr. King. Person yeah. you're, this person you're quoting is the same person. Was beaten up, bludgeoned, and ultimately killed because he wanted... But they don't, quote, they don't quote Dr. King's radical Vietnam, side of him. His Vietnam speech. Like they don't quote, you know, his 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 book, his last book. Where do we go from here? They don't quote that Dr. King because that right there, he was a, was he was, it was, it was scary. Or the Birmingham letter. They don't quote yep. these. They don't, write, they don't give you the whole thing. They don't give no, you the no, whole no, thing. no. They pick and choose which Dr. King they're going to share, and that's why they sound stupid. But again. I think it's wise for black folks to pay attention to. I don't think we need to give too much energy to what is taking place with the moves. But I think it's something definitely to... Well, when I say too much energy, I don't think it's something for us to get... to mobilize around what is taking place right now. I think it's something... Because what is the overall... I think there's things, other things that we could be mobilizing against, right? So I think the same thing that the Santos is doing in the schools, we're trying to get that. I don't think critical race theory is the number one issue for black students in the school. Like that's not what we should be focusing on in education wise. I'm not saying it's something we should ignore, but I, don't, I think when it comes to education, we have larger issues than the potential of critical race theory. But I do think it's something we should be aware of and continue to have discussions about because I think they're playing a long game and the mainstream media is only showing the short game. These motherfuckers have a long game. And again, I reference this this brother's work often. Dylan Rodriguez's White Reconstruction is a book that people should read because anytime black folks have made any sort of movement or progress, there's always a white response. And we see it clearly, right? Obama, Trump, you know, George Floyd. We we see that. So we should be prepared from that degree. I I just think it's really, really fascinating how they've gravitated on this one thing and this is only a couple years old. You figure, right? Not this, not even, this, this has this is not even this is pandemic length. Yeah, it didn't right? it didn't and, come up until after George oh. Floyd and Breonna Taylor. So and Derek Bell is dead and gone, rest his soul, that he's putting this stuff out in what 69, yep. 70? 
It's that yeah. damn old. Fascinating. White people Question something for else. We can move. <laughs> you can say that again. <laughs> Question for you. We'll move on from there. What? How do you think? Given what you've just said, how do you think we should be addressing it? Because we're talking about Martin Luther King's letter from the Birmingham jail, or even his "I Have a Dream" speech, and you're watching yeah. legislation be formed in these school districts that won't even let kids read these things because it quote unquote falls under the guise of critical race theory. So how do you think we should be addressing it? I think, I think it's a lot of work first off, right? As a black parent, I just want to say it's a lot of work because you have a number of things that you have to be leery of and concerned about anyway. You're already sending your child to a school where they're conditioning Condition to be a chief cog in a capitalistic society, right? That's their that's their role of doing it. Then they whitewash it. So you have to be very mindful of what you're giving your energy to because there's just so much that you have to worry about. So ways to combat that is, and I think this is something that I don't want it to come across as, you know, Bill Cosby's pound cake speech where I'm admonishing black folks for doing something, Please for not do doing something. But no, school board meetings, be involved, develop relationships with these trash teachers, right? These, these teachers have relationships with them where they know your name, where they know what you believe and, and, and begin to build relationships with them and just be vigilant and keep your eyes and ears open. And also remember, you just can't have this major electoral politics I'm going to participate in only when the president comes around. These opportunities, if nothing, we haven't learned anything else here in the past couple of years is you have to be mindful of all of the politics that's taking place around you. Right. <clears throat> that doesn't mean that you have to be involved in all of it, but you at least have to be cognizant of it because you see the ripple effects. You see, yep. George is a prime example, like Warnock Abrams, what it did for Biden on a local level, what it did to push up Biden. Mm -hmm. Just mm -hmm. it's, it's, But again, my hat goes off to all black parents because you got, we have our fucking work cut out for us. Yeah. And just know, I mean, just it's just a lot of work. So it's a lot that we have to do. And I think it's unfair that we have that much that we have to be concerned about. No, I dig it. I dig it. All right, L, what do we have next, man? Speaking of rat bastards, let's talk about. Uh, listen, we've we've come on this show many a times and talked about. I think if we were to look at what topic we've talked about more than any other topic on this show, it would probably be police involved shootings, police involved violence, right? I mean, we can go. And that's back not and by design. That's the way things work in our world. It's not by design. Right. But since the George Floyd uprising, there has been a number of moves attempted to be made to try to, for one, get a better understanding of police involved violence. Right. So you had this article that came out. It was in a number of major news media markets, Washington Post, CNN, where they talked about the Justice Department, but specifically, right, let me, let me backtrack a little bit. It's a branch of the Justice Department called the U.S. Government Accountability Office. 
these are the folks who typically review any sort of injustice and oversight to many of the law, enfor law enforcement agencies. So they actually task the FBI with a particular goal, right? And the particular goal that they wanted from the FBI was to accumulate data on police-involved violence, right? But part of the, the part of them giving that responsibility to the FBI was in order for that program to be where it was is that they had to meet a 60% participation goal meaning that 60% of all the law enforcement officers across the country had to report their data back to the FBI in order for them to continue to get their funding all right. It's called the National Use of Force Data Collection Program to track excessive force incidents and release annual report based on info provided by local, state, and federal law enforcement agencies. And a side note, local, state, and federal law enforcement agencies is only a three of the number of law enforcement agencies across the country because one of the biggest ones happens to be campus police. Campus police across the country are one of the largest police forces. It's, it's bananas. But they were taking data from local, state, and federal law enforcement agencies and putting it in the system to release this annual report on how often excessive force was being used. Well, the report has come out that this agency, GAO, is looking to end this particular program why Elgin would they end this particular program because local state and federal law enforcement agencies are not sending their data in it's voluntarily these agencies do not have to send the data in if they won't want to they volunteer the data <clears throat> so here's a fascinating thing 2019 44% of local, state, and federal law enforcement agencies sent their data in. 2020, 55% <clears throat> excuse me, have sent their data in. Never reaching that 60% plateau that is required. So they're going to end this program. Now, the question can be asked, how useful this program possibly, has been. Possibly ended by 2022 if this year we don't reach that 60%. But the fascinating part that I read in the article was this piece right here. The Justice Department awarded more than $200 million, $200 million to six grant programs dedicated to support the practices that these officers, local, state, and federal law enforcement agencies are supposed to. So they got the money to end the excessive force practices. But they're just literally not reporting the data. I think one so. We of have the no biggest, idea, right? I think one we of have the no idea how much from that right part, now. though. For, well, besides us not knowing how this is happening, how often this is happening, I think the reasoning that many of these local and state municipalities give for oh, giving the data is the biggest takeaway. I was under the impression that every year almost, it seems as though there's some bill passed to offer more money to police departments across the country. All this money. Let's not forget, after 9-11, there was a ton of money oh, given to these. 
where do you think all of these damn tanks and shit are showing up in these small ass streets? Because they're getting they're getting the money. But the excuses that you continue to hear from local and state municipalities is that they don't have the money and they need to decide whether you're going to hire a clerk, quote unquote, to basically assess all of these uh, force of action uh, reports, or are you just going to go about your business and use that money to go do something else? And I'm thinking to myself, why can't you do both? It's like, why is it that you have to, that you feel that that is not as important as putting a body on the street? You know, it's funny though. One of a, of a former chief of police in some town said that one of the reasons why the data wasn't being collected by police officers is because it would take three additional officers to do it and they didn't have the funding. The FBI clapped back and said, no, it would take 38 minutes to collect the data. But just just how it's so focused on that. It's not even focused on how about we end excessive force, right? How about we stop that? But it's focused on getting additional officers. And I'm just blown away that there is nothing in laws that states police, local, state, and federal have to report excessive force complaints to some agency. Like you have to. Like not voluntarily. If you make that shit voluntarily, what what Who's makes you do think? It? Who was gonna do it? And why the hell would they do it? It's a no benefit for them to actually do it. That's okay. And maybe I've, we've answered that question at this point, but I'm still flabbergasted that at some time when they were proposing, the, I won't say this legislation, but when they were making these rules that they didn't make it mandatory. Because once again, and we say it all the time, culture and policy, culture eats policy alive every single day of the every week. Single time. So if your culture, if you've already created or fostered a culture that tells you that, hey, that 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 uh that voluntary excessive force report that that's that's just for when you got free time my guy you know and i'm not talking about free time like you on your break at lunch i'm talking about free time like hey you know you may have to, whatever the case is you don't have to do it yeah. then how who's who's going to who's going to put their mind to go ahead and and do this report and we see how essential this report is or how damning i should say the reports have been since the launch of it one of the things yeah. that I didn't like about the article, it, and it's a, it's a gripe, it's a small nitpick, but still, they made it seem as though there has been all of this change since George Floyd and Breonna Taylor yeah. in, some capacity, in yeah. some capacity, in terms of the attention there has been. But this yeah. is something that we've been battling for a long time. Let's not forget, Walter Scott was shot in the back how many times by a South Carolina police officer in 2015. And to the point that the, what do you want to call it? The propaganda, the media machine, however you want to spin it. This dude, it was a hung jury the first time. They had to go back a second time to actually convict him and say that what he did was wrong. Sure. Sure. And we don't necessarily need 
we don't necessarily need the media to push that narrative necessarily, but at the same time, it would be it would be fair, I think. And I know I'm being uh, naive, I guess, when I say that. It would no, be I don't fair. Think so. It would be fair for us to have some sort of accurate assessment of where we stand in the relationship between the police and the general public, because we hear all the time that it's just one bad apple. That it's and I not think that's, the system. That would be an important piece. To do, and, it's and, 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 and where I, I agree with you, right? But people within predominantly low socioeconomic spaces, black and brown and indigenous, we know how fucked up it is, right? We know what it means to be the dangers of being in close proximity to law, law enforcement. We know what we, what many of us tend to believe is that white folks don't know. And with their not knowing that if they did know, then we would be in a better space because now they know. Like they're like, and we have that when it comes to dealing with these type of topics. That if white people came to the knowledge of what racism, white supremacy, and imperialism, colonialism all have done, then then you know they would stop doing it. That they would rise up. And that's just never been the case. I think what that data would do is for segments of our population who still hold this notion that these are just a couple of rotten apples. I think it would greatly help those folks out. But because again, for some reason, we still have this misinterpretation of what the role of the police officer is. We still have this idea that their role is to protect and prevent crime. And I won't even use my own personal radical definition of what I believe they're for, right? I won't even use that. But I will say their role is not to protect and prevent crime because that's not even what the data states. The data doesn't say, the data shows the exact opposite, right? That when police are present or within close proximity, crime goes up. Things get escalated. It's, It's just, when I see articles like this, I see a continual attempt to remove any sort of responsibility and not even, even if there is a level of responsibility that they accept, it doesn't mean that they're going to consider some sort of repentance or recompense for it. It's just the continual move by police and mainstream media to soften what we have witnessed firsthand video and otherwise of horrible examples and displays of what the police actually is. And I just think it's really disheartening. I think one of the biggest one of the biggest gripes that I have when it comes to this, especially since the unfortunate murder of George Floyd, is that you see very often, especially on these police departments, social media, and in the actual mainstream media, you see these videos of police going into communities, handing out ice cream, playing basketball with their folks. And I think to myself, that's as much as that is, I guess, laudable or commendable in terms of the outreach to the community. That's not where our argument lies when it comes to the trust of the community. 
you can still you can hand out ice cream to little Jawan and all of those folks and still have them laying down face face first inside on the sidewalk because you suspect them for doing something. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, and listen, I am, bruh, when it comes to police contact, I have one rule, one rule only, no contact. I don't, I, nope, I don't want them, you know, and I'm definitely not allowing my children, that's a whole nother conversation, but that I won't Elgin, go Elgin, Elgin, but what are you going to do nope. if there's a problem in your neighborhood, Elgin? Who are you going to call? You're going to want the police to come to your home when, when you somebody I'm breaks gonna in. I'm going to call my neighbor and say, hey, there seems to be a problem in our neighborhood. You think we should go check out the problem? Uh, <laughs> is there a problem, neighbor? I'm just saying because that's all the that's all the arguments you hear. At some point in time, you're going to need the police. And I'm thinking to myself, and I think it's a fair question, when have police shown up to prevent crime they By the nature of their job it's, re it's it's retroactive it's, it's retroactive. The crime has already been committed before the police committed. show up yeah and somebody's always going to go to jail right anytime they show up i mean it's guaranteed they take it somebody they take <laughs> and if you're the black one <laughs> you asked you asked out you asked out god forbid all right, right about now is the time where we like to give you little tidbits of news or words of wisdom that you can take with yourself into the week. L, what's going on, man? Man, I just want to really encourage people, man, to continue to take this pandemic seriously. All across the country, all across the world, the numbers have not gone down. I just encourage you, man, like I have a number of podcasts, a number of episodes, please continue to take every necessary precaution as possible. Avoid large, large crowds, continue to wear your mask, continue to wash your hands. And I'm also going to encourage you to, at least if you're, if you're going to get the vaccine, if that's where you are, get the vaccine. If you're still having qualms about the vaccine, Continue to research and search and get the answers that you need to make an educated decision on whether or not you get the vaccine or not. Don't fucking click on YouTube to ask, you know, some knucklehead that, you know, is smoking two blunts and drinking a 40 of old E about the damn vaccine. Actually find some educated people to have the conversation. And if for no other reason, man, just take it seriously. Because again, we're starting to see more and more young people affected by this virus. And if you don't care about anybody else, you should care about old folks and babies. Yeah, no doubt. I don't, I, even if you don't want to take the vaccine, at least do the other shit. You know, at least put on some, a man. mask and keep keep your distance. You know what I'm saying? You got to do one or the other, man. Anyway. What's up for me this week, man? Um, in Ohio, a nine-year-old school student was forced to eat food from the trash. The student requested one of two food options that were available to her at the school. She asked her principal whether or not she could have the second of the food options because she didn't like what she currently had. And the principal told her no. In turn, when she went to go throw the food in the trash, a teacher that was standing beside the trash can at the time told the student to go get a paper towel 
get the food out of the trash. She wiped it down, put it in a plate, made the student sit down and sat down with the student and forced her to eat it or sat with the student until she finished it and told her she wasn't getting up until she had finished the food. All while this woman is sitting there glaring at her and her classmates or the cafeteria is laughing at her. And this is according to current reports. When the student came home from school, she told her mom about it. The mom requested that somebody find out what was going on. And the school basically brushed it off until the mom filed a lawsuit. And now they're going, you know, running helter skelter, trying to do this investigation and find out who was involved and when it happened and all this other stuff. Two of the school's uh, staff has already been put on administrative leave based on the initial findings of this investigation. I know how you feel about your kids. You know how I feel about my kids. I know I would set fire to rain if my kids came home and told me whatever teacher, whomever, forced them to eat food from the trash. And I think it goes without saying, because we cover black issues here, that this young lady was black and that her school staff that helped to incorporate or to cause this issue were two white women. So. Oh no. Sure oh no. Oh no. Oh no. Sure no. Oh no. Oh no. Oh no. Oh no. Oh no. Oh no. Everybody. I thought it went without, I thought it went without saying. It does. But, it know. does. Because yeah. But did you hear about the black principal right at LeBron's I Promise School in Ohio? Okay. It was a story that came out. Student is cussing at the teacher. Principal shows up. Black female teacher. Student begins to cuss at the principal. Black female principal slaps the student in the mouth. You splits a damn lie. Not, not at LeBron's Splits, Splits the student's lip. Then she had the audacity, because this is something that only black women can do, right? Had the audacity to call the parents of the student and tell the parents, I slapped your son in the mouth. She got fired. I mean, she doesn't no longer work there, but she's still also breathing and, and walking with two working limbs, which I've, you know, if you first off, you have the audacity to slap my child. Then you have the, the bigger audacity to call me and tell me. Oh, no, bro. I'm setting the, setting the hounds of hell on your ass, bro. Oh, no. At LeBron's I Promise School, so I guess you know. I I did not hear about that, and I that. Oh yeah. I, I'm going to assume that LeBron has been forced in some capacity to answer for shit that he had nothing to do with. I haven't. I, I, I haven't mean, seen I dislike. Like I, I I have a bias against LeBron, but at the same time, I wouldn't put that shit on top of LeBron's head to be like, "Oh, answer for yeah, the foolishness yeah. that happened at the damn school." I just but, find if you, you just you can't you can't you can't hit kids, man. You can't you can't. You can't do that. You man. can't mistreat kids, period, like that, man. Nah, and you man. know, most of the time is because, you know, because of the, the level of authority or the perceived authority that adults have in these situations is why these kids do, at least in this nine-year-old's case, why she felt she was compelled to sit down and eat food that had been taken out of the trash. And the reason why I held off about the whole racial component until the very end is because in many cases, right, when it comes to issues with children, we all have some level of compassion. We think oh, yeah, about yeah, whether yeah. or not it's our kids. Regardless. Right? Yep. 
But then typically when we hear that racial component or when a certain demographic of people hear about the racial component, the thoughts of that compassion go out the window. So that's why I saved it to the end. So if you if you felt some sort of way or felt like, hey, this that young lady didn't deserve what she got, and then you found out that she was black, and you're like, yeah, maybe, uh, you need to go check yourself. Anyway, L, where can folks find you if they want to find you, man? Man, at Elgin Bailey across all social media platforms, everywhere. No doubt. We're going to get Elgin a shirt that actually says Mr. Insensitive, and we're going to make that one of our number one sellers here on the I think Elgin. we should do that. I can, yeah, that'd be fabulous. <laughs> Not if I'm going to change my title next week. And, uh, <laughs> this motherfucker Mr. here, Mr. Bro, or, or, or this motherfucker here will be a, uh, also a great title. And I'm big, oh, Mr. In the Black himself. You can find me on Twitter and on Instagram at MR underscore in the black and i want to thank you guys once again for joining us for another incredible episode of the in the black podcast you could have been anywhere else in the world but you chose to kick it with us and we appreciate it make sure you follow us across social media at in the black pdcst on facebook twitter instagram go to our website www.intheblackpodcast.com to check out past episodes go over to our patreon and join the family you won't regret it but until next time yeah no bullshit but until next time as always informed intelligent in the black. In the black. Peace. This is this is the In the Black podcast. In the black, bro. Hands down, one of the best podcasts I ever heard, though. I like y'all. what up? I read a black on me, Bretchen. Listen. In the black podcast, think y'all lad, it's all facts. You don't like that, the fall back. In the black podcast, don't talk trash. Switch fast if you ain't wrong, then you're whack. It forms intelligent elements, always relevant. Not for the weak and delicate. This is eloquent excellence. We are setting the precedence. Rest of them are excrement. In the black podcast, the truth like the testament. Don't know, black up he bro, man a specialist. Know what the podcast broadcast, y'all mess with this. Like said, them a cheat, who no do it so effortless. I listen, them I learn, when them listen, them I benefit. Reporting current event, everything that is prevalent. This is so exquisite, a scientific experiment. Giving you the news, not views without evidence. Telling you the truth, sentiments without embellishments. Relax, these are the facts, bringing them to your residence. In your house or your tenement, listen to hear intelligence. Body filled with Melody power that's so unsettling Bright in the stars bringing some light back to the desolate In the black podcast that your land is all facts You don't like that the fall back In the black podcast they fucked up Who if you watch black up here chat me young flop In the black podcast that your land is all facts You don't like that the fall back In the black podcast we all lost It will not them can none of them black can trust just like that, though. <laughs> 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 <laughs>